Hallelujah. Wasn't that last song that Pastor sung awesome? I mean, I'm still undone from it. How anointed it was. How good, how gracious is our God. Because I'm going to say something here. Pastor called me up Tuesday and said, hey, uh, could you preach? Of course, you know, I'm going to say yes. So I said, no problem. I got from Tuesday to Sunday to get a message together, get it all put together. So usually the Lord will give me a tidbit somewhere to chew on. And then it'll work up and then I'll get this. He'll give me the scriptures, what to say. And it just flows very nice. And when I come in here on Sunday, I'm pretty well ready to go. Well, this week, nothing. Come on, Lord, nothing. So I text pastor Saturday, say, I'm working on it, but I ain't getting nothing. It just, I don't know. And all honestly, I was hoping he would say, well, that's fine. I'll cover. But he said, no, just if you're tired, you know, get some rest, pray about it, turn on some worship music, and you'll be fine. So I said, well, shoot, that didn't work. So, and I've been, you know, I've preached a few times other places, and I've had it come down to the very last, you know, Sunday morning, then bang, here, there it is. So I wrote down some scriptures. I wasn't feeling very confident with it. So I get up early this morning, I jump back into it, I turn on some praise and worship, I praise and worship, I pray in the Spirit, I pray, and I go back to what I had, and it didn't change, it's still the same. I feel a little more better about it, but I'm not over the moon over it. So I say, okay, God, I've seen you do this many, many times before, that when the praise and worship, when when we get ushered into your presence, the spirit falls, the anointing falls, and it becomes living word, not just words off a page, because Saturday and this morning, it was just words on a page to me. But then pastor started with his praise and worship, brought us into the presence of God, and boom, it became alive. And I was depending on that. And he is faithful. He came through. And as, as he's coming through, as, pa- as Pastor sung that new song, and as, as he was talking about things, light bulbs started coming on. I could see what he was talking about was exactly what I was wanting to talk about in my message. What Emmy talked about was exactly what I want to talk about in my message. So right now, Lord, forgive me for even ever doubting you a second. You know, I heard Bishop Garland say one time, it was a cleansing stream video, he says, sometimes you need to adjust your feelings to the facts. And I'm going to give you some facts that we need to adjust our feelings to. No matter what we feel, most of the time, I'm going to say they're not the facts. They're a lie that Satan has got us to believe. And we believe that over the facts or over the truth. 
Last time I spoke, which was two weeks ago, I talked about uh, the difference between contract and covenant. And I asked this question, I'm going to ask again, a lot of people, we've signed contracts where we've got to bought a new house, a new car, whatever. And I asked the question, has anybody ever cut a covenant? And then after I spoke, it, you know, about we have a covenant with God. God has a covenant with us. He had to wait for his son to come before he could, so he could cut a covenant with somebody that wouldn't break it. And then we entered into that covenant through Jesus Christ. And then I also told you that there was over 7,000 promises that came in that covenant. So my question is, has anybody enjoyed the promises of the covenant? Has anybody cut a covenant? Do we not enjoy the promises of the covenant? So today I want to talk about adoption. And I'm thinking, Lord, is it? And then he kind of showed me how adoption and the covenant goes together. I said, well, shouldn't I maybe talk about that first and talk about covenant? To me, it's kind of backwards. But then, after today, he's right on schedule. Why did I ever doubt? So, today I want to start with Ephesians. It's going to be Ephesians 1, 3 through 5. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ, for he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. We have been predestined to be adopted. What's predestined mean? Predestined means determined in advanced by divine will. You see, we was predestined to be adopted before we needed to be adopted. When God sat down and said, let's create man in our image. Before the sin of Adam and Eve, we didn't need to be adopted because we live spiritually. But after sin, of course, we all know our spirit died, so we needed something to bring us back. That plan was in motion before Adam was even created. Nothing ever takes God by surprise. So, that's why we are, that's why we call Father God, Abba Father. And you're going to see, I'm going to read Galatians, a couple of scriptures out of Galatians and one out of Romans. Then he all have the same theme. Well, let's just see what the theme is. Galatians 4, 7, or Galatians 4, 4 through 7. But when the time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under law, to redeem us, to redeem those under the law that we might receive the full rights of sons. Before you are sons, God sent the spirit of his son into your heart, the spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And since you are a son, God has made you also a 
and heir. That's what Galatians says. Let's see what Romans says. Romans eight fourteen through 16. Because those who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you do not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you receive the spirit of sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. But then the very last one, I'm going to read all the scriptures, then I'm going to jump right into them, is Galatians 3.29, which says, If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed, the heirs according to the promise. Every one of those says that our spirit should cry out, Abba, Father. We are sons and daughters of the Most High God. We are entitled to every promise, all 7,487 of them, is ours. What has... So we are royalty. We are royalty. Do you think the things that we have went through for the last two years took God by surprise? When does the church grow? Look through the Bible. Every time there was great persecution, the church flourished. It grew in power and authority. I think the biggest thing the devil did was that he lulled the church to sleep over the years. He has taken years to tell us that you're small, you're meaningless. What can you do? Just like Pastor Roger said, what can you change? Your prayers ain't changing nothing. Why is that? Because the devil is scared to death that we're going to believe the fact that we're royalty. He's under our feet. He is defeated. And if we would take our rightful stand, our rightful place as sons and daughters of the Most High God, he don't have a chance. That's what God's been waiting on. God's been waiting for his children to wake up and say, hey, I don't have to put up with this. My prayers can change government. My prayers can change my relatives. My prayers can change the United States. My prayers can change the whole world. You know, we, we had uh, the speaker last week, and he said this was like uh, ground zero for miracles, signs, and wonders. So, who does... Miracles, who does signs and wonders? God does them, but he works through his sons and daughters of the Most High. Now, I'm going to throw a little bit of a uh, wrinkle in that. You know, he said that, and I heard everybody, yeah, 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 praise God. I got a question for you. When you was all excited about that, was you thinking, Wow, Pastor Heather and Pastor Roger's going to get a great new anointing and they're going to do great and it's just going to... 
What about you? Yes, there's no doubt Pastor Roger and Heather is going to be the tip of the spear. But what about you? I'm reminded of Azusa Street and Pastor William Seymour, and that thing lasted for 15 years, 18 years. He didn't minister to everybody. I remember our pastor, Pastor Hap, took eight weeks and read us a book of, about Azusa Street. People that he interviewed people that were just little kids that was there, interviewed them, took their stories, put them in a book. There was kids running around touching people, praying for people, they were getting healed. Teeth were growing back. Arms was growing out. People was getting out of wheelchairs. So if you might be an usher in the back and somebody comes in a wheelchair and they said they want to get healed and there's a line already for, for the pastors, maybe it's your job to pray for them. Take your authority as a son and daughter of the Most High God. Lay your hands on them. You pray for them. See, it's not all about we're, we're bystanders in a great football game and, and Pastor Roger and Heather's doing all the work. No, we come along beside them. We come along behind them. We pray. The Word says that God is no respecter of man. That means he don't hold Pastor Roger any higher in esteem than he does me. Or anybody else that's sitting here. We're all the same. But we got to get to the, to the fact that we are kids of the Most High God. We walk in that authority. We walk in that power. And he has chosen each and every one of us to do that. What's the word also say? The word also says that Jesus didn't come to be served, but to serve. So once you, be, once you acknowledge that you are a son of the Most High God or a daughter of the Most High God, it isn't, oh, it's all for me. It's all for, it's for my prosperity. It's for my health. It's for my peace of mind. It's for my this or that. No. Yes, it is for you, but it's also for you to give out. It's for whoever walks through that door that had a bad week and just feels like they had their guts kicked out. It's for them too. Because do we come in here every day, every Sunday, hyped up, ready to go, ready to pray, just looking for somebody that needs a, a, a touch? Or is there some days we come in that we're kind of beat down because we just had a really bad week? And then that's when a brother or sister looks and says, hey, you don't look as happy. Let me, what's going on? Oh, man, I just said, well, let me pray for you. Take authority over that for them. That's another reason we get together, like Pastor Heather said, to lift one of the other up. There is no lone rangers in the kingdom of God. That's why we need each other. That's why we need to pray for our pastors, to lift them up, to encourage them. And that's why they're there, to lift us up and encourage us. If the ecclesia, which I'm not, if it's Hebrew, Greek, or whatever, means governing, if we would stand up, declare that we are the son and daughter of the Most High God, and declare into the atmosphere, into Fairmont. We'll change Fairmont. If we stand up and we declare that we are fed up 
with the attacks, with the agenda of Satan. We can change West Virginia. If we stand up and said, enough is enough. We're taking America back for God. This will once again be a nation founded under God. One nation under God. That's what we was founded as. We need to be praying that prayer returns to the White House. And not some witch or some warlock, but a God-fearing man of God that is praying the will of God into that building, into those leaders. We need to decree it. We need to say, this, enough's enough. This is what we expect, God. This is what we want, God. We want your will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. You see, Satan has lulled us to sleep thinking that we can't do nothing. We're too small. We need, we need to be a mega church. We need to have 10,000 members. Then maybe we can do something. The word says, where two or more gathered together, there I will be. So if there's only two of us, that would be enough. So today, let's start today. Let's draw a line in the sand. Let's say today, I choose to believe what the word of God says about me. I choose to believe that I am more than a conqueror in Christ. I choose today when I pray, the demons go screaming because I'm sending out power. I'm sending out the Holy Spirit. I'm sending out the heavenly host to do battle on my behalf. Let's drive our sword in the ground say, no more are we backing up. We are, we are taking ground. And if I have to drive it in the ground... And, and be there for a minute, and then pick it out, drive it in the ground a foot further, and, and keep going. As long as I'm pushing forward, something's happening. Something's breaking in the spiritual realm. That's what we need to do. No longer can we just sit by and say, well, that's Pastor Roger's job, or that's Pastor Heather's job, or that's Pastor Gary or Karen's job. No, it may be our job. It may be your job. Pray. Use your authority. Say, I'm a king's kid, and I'm tired of putting up with your shenanigans. I'm not putting up with it no more. you got to go. And watch and see if things don't change. You know, you, you hear a lot of the prophets talking about, you know, a great third great awakening pouring out of the Holy Spirit. I want to be part of that. I know pastors want to be part of it. Have, have you noticed, you know, I, I we've been going to church here for what, five, six years? And I know there's some that's been with Pastor Roger for 20, 30, maybe 40 years, or however long he's been here, I'm not for sure. But have you noticed the anointing, the presence? It's like it's been turned up a couple notches. I mean, every Sunday I come in here, I think it can't get any better, and it does. I mean, the worship is just off the charts. The presence of God is off the charts. Why is that? 
I believe he is preparing us for a great time harvest. Something so great that only two or three people ain't going to be able to handle. It's going to take everybody sitting here praying, laying hands, declaring the word, and saying, oh, I'm not qualified. Yes, you are God qualified. If you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are qualified. Like I said this morning, I wasn't feeling very good about what I was going to talk about. But then as praise and worship went on, man, it, it lit a fire in me. I said, God, you're awesome. Why did I ever doubt you? And then when, when people that don't even know what I'm talking about starts preaching my message for me, I'm thinking, I did hear right. I am on the right track. It's just confirmation. Praise God for confirmation, man. That makes you feel so much better. But today's the day. Today's the day of salvation. And today is the day that we take on our royal obligation and further the kingdom. Our job isn't to have a little castle with a moat. Our job is to further the kingdom. We're not in church building. We're in kingdom building. And we can do that every day. You know, he said that this is the, this is, I'm going to say, this is my words. This is ground zero for miracles, signs, and wonders. But just because this is ground zero don't mean that ground for signs, miracles, and wonders can't be at Walmart, in the alleyway, can't be on the street, can't be at your job. Can't be at home with your kids. This is where we get built up. This is where we get pumped up. Then we take it out. And then we do. Jesus said, I only do what I see the Father do, and I only say what I see the Father say. Where do we get that at? Right here. This is where we get our directions. This is where we get the battle plan. Then it's our job to go out and execute the battle plan. So today, let's, let's make a stand. Let's say we're God's king's kids and don't back up. Amen. Hallelujah. We're going to finish up here in a minute. Thank you. How many of you are really glad that you're adopted by God? The... Um, You are absolutely 100% correct. The Lord is setting himself to release, setting himself to release things. Isn't that right, Sammy? He's, he's setting himself to release massive anointing across the globe. And he's calling you. Scott and Tammy and Anthony, don't you feel like you've been on the fast track? The Lord's just... How many of you feel like the Lord's accelerated some things in your life? Accelerated it. I made one decision. It was before the 
the surgery, but I made a decision. I'm not going to let anything in my life hinder me from participating in the fullness of what Jesus has for us. I'm not going to be the guy that has something in reserve. I'm sell it out. That means you go through things that you didn't think you could do, and the next thing the Lord says, you're doing that? I said, yeah. I'm actually looking at Jesus in a new way. Would you say this with me? If Jesus could do it, I can do it. That was the point. That was the point. How many of you in your own personal lives have sensed an increase in the authority of the Lord? An increase in the participation of the anointing of the Lord on your life? Two things happen. The first one is you tear down some stuff. The second one is you build up some stuff. You get rid of some stuff and you add some stuff. And when you add the stuff that Jesus does, you begin to accelerate. I um, think it's kind of humorous because if you would have just stuck it to me and said, I can't do it, and I would have figured something else, but I went, no, I'm going to put my, I'm going to put a demand on the anointing. Because everybody in here is anointed. Everybody in here has a deposit of the Lord's gracing and gifting inside of you. And I'm going to guarantee that when you go through trials, it increases. Things that you thought about that were important to you are no longer important to you. Things where you considered yourself a little too much gets removed. Things that held you in a place of a little smidge of fear, what will they think? That stuff begins to leave. And you end up going, it doesn't matter. It matters what the Lord thinks. You're not mean. You're just forthright. You're freer to speak out of the love of God's heart to people. You're less hung up on yourself. You begin to reflect Jesus. More and more. I can look around and see that. I can see that. You can look at somebody and see the season that they're stepping into. 
I think that's the thing about being a little bit older. You kind of get it. When you're young, you're a novice and you think, I can do that. And then you find out, I'm in the way pretty much all the time. I can't even do anything. And the Lord says, finally, you got a clue. You step aside and let me do it. Would you lift your head to the Lord and say, I'm stepping aside and I'll let you do it. I'm stepping aside. I want to tell you, Connie, that I see it. I see it very clearly. The anointing is increasing on your life. It's just, it's going it's to it's be like um, exponential. Exponential. You just receive that word of your heart. Exponential increase in the anointing of your life. Exponential. Multiplication. It's happening, isn't it, Dwayne? For real. This is just putting something together for you in your mind that you're already experiencing. Your compassion has increased. The, the way that Jesus feels about things has increased in your life. Is that right? Your kid, his heart is growing in you, isn't it? Good job. Good job. Good job. Because when you see through his eyes, you feel for people in a very different way. You sense things for people. You can pray with effortless power. It's funny, the person who's most anointed doesn't feel it. They don't feel it. I don't feel it. But somehow I know it because I have really tried to crucify some stuff and stand with Jesus and saying, there's enough of that in my life. There's enough of that in my life. There's enough of that. There's enough of that. I want one thing. I want to see him the way he sees me. I want to see myself the way he sees me and function out of that. Amen. Let's stand together. Just lift our hands. Would you just lift your hands? Thank you, Father. We received that anointing earlier this over the group to have breakthrough over things as a group, a corporate a capacity, because you have put an anointing on the church as the church is a corporate entity to break things, to break through things. And we praise you in advance for the adversaries, over the overthrow of those things of the enemy. But now we thank you for individual anointing, individual the spirit of wisdom and insight. This is a spirit of wisdom and insight that your eyes be opened, the eyes of your heart be opened, and you begin to see like never before who you are. I pray that in Jesus' name, as Paul prayed, that your heart of it, your eyes of understanding of your heart would be open to see who you are to him and 
there's going to be, listen guys, I just know this. There's things that are going to just quit being what shaped you. They're just going to quit being the thing that you shaped your life. And you'll be shaped by what you see the Lord saying you are. That, that his impartation of things, this is what it's taking to become what, what, we're to be, what we're to walk in in these days is not what you you and I perceived what we were supposed to be when we were younger in the Lord. That's not it. Just let go of all that stuff. Let there come the touch of Daddy God inside your soul and you rise up as a child that loves him so deeply and sincerely and fully and let him do those things inside. He's going to manifest his kingdom life in and through you. And you cast down all this junk that says you've got to do it like somebody else. Be the real you. Be the real you. Function in that and the Lord will help you. He will grow you. You will become his voice. You'll become his heart. Because of the trials. Because of the severity of things that you've had to face and overcome. That Jesus is doing this work in us. If anybody needs to come to know Jesus and you do not know Jesus I want to pray with you we're going to dismiss and we're going to go celebrate baby Jack and Millie and Sammy we're going to dismiss and go have something to eat but if you need Jesus Christ I want to pray with you amen, amen. love on each other let's go have a good time